Welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. Crypto Roundup Africa is a weekly recording session where we invite industry experts and speakers to discuss technical and fundamental trends, macro thesis, and newsworthy events surrounding blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, and digital assets as it relates to Africa. Welcome everyone to another episode of Crypto Roundup Africa. Right now, we're still waiting for the homies to join and we can get started. So tonight, we're going to be talking about Bitcoin, what's happening in the space. The CBN, Central Bank of Nigeria, just released uh, guidelines for the electronic Naira, e-Naira. So we're going to be talking about that. Ethereum is, is showing a lot of strength. So we'll probably look at that. And man, Solana Summer. I've been telling y'all, Solana Summer is coming up. And I'm glad finally I'm validated. Solana Summer, baby. So yeah, Sol Summer. Solana has been like an absolute chat. What else? What else? Um, FTT. Basically, some coins. Some coins have been popping up left and right. We've seen a lot of strength from FTT broke. It's all-time high, so it just made a new all-time high. Uh, Radium made a new all-time high. Bonfida, Fida made a new all-time high. So yeah, there's like four different tokens in the whole SAM ecosystem made all-time high this week. So yeah, we'll be talking about all of that. And anyone who's already been listening knows, like, I'm a SAM fan, big time. So it's a really good time to be a SAM fan. So I welcome everybody once again. And still waiting for my friends to join and we can just get started. And if you guys have some questions, you can ask right away and we'll try to address that. And just another reminder, there is nothing being said on here that's any form of financial advice. We're not financial advisors and we do not make financial recommendations on investment. So crypto is largely speculative and you should do your own research and act responsibly. Oh, where's every other person? So yeah, let me take a look at Bitcoin what's happening have my charts opened yeah if you haven't read um the economics weekly so economics weekly is a news weekly newsletter that we write and we just talk about the state of the market and which is usually it comes out on wednesdays so before we have our spaces sessions so you can get basically read that and have a sense of what the market is looking at or how we see it and also two of our spotlighted coins this week has been fet Factor ai and cardano and so Cardano has made a new all-time high since we wrote the newsletter yesterday. So, so that's actually a good thing. Where's everybody else? Yeah, if guys, if you have any question, you can just um, indicate. Then I'll add you as a speaker. While wait, wait for the other um, co-hosts to join us. So let me take a quick look at Bitcoin, BTC, BTC USD. Current price forty-nine k six hundred. We're just Okay, just right below weekly opened. Yeah, we're right below weekly open, above monthly open. So monthly open was yesterday. So, oof. Oh, yeah, we kind of pumped last night. I don't know what the fuck it was and why we did. But, yeah, Bitcoin kind of pumped last night to 50K, I think. What was it? 49? Four hours. Four hours, chart. Yeah, we pumped to 50K, 400 last night. So, we'll back down a little bit to 49, 600. I don't know. My, I don't know if other people disagree with me, but I just think. I don't know, man. It just it feels like April stroke made to me again. The current price action feels like April stroke made to me where bitcoin just gets weak and 
everybody's euphoric because we have odds pumping left and right. So, I don't know. Loya is here, so he's going to join us right now and we can kick it off. But overall, I mean, what I can see here... Loya. Yeah, bro, what's up? Good, man. What's up? Yeah, chill. I'm trying to set up this audio thing. I have some... Hold on. Yeah, we've been waiting for you. Let's get started. Let's kick it off. Okay, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, perfect. All right. Yeah, I was actually trying to put my boy down. The guy was making noise. <laughs> <laughs> but it's late. Is he not sleeping yet? Nah, he's watching cutscene. <laughs> Coco Melon and shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what it is that kids love in, in Coco Melon, but that thing feels addictive as fuck. It's like a drug. It screams when that thing stops. Make the most noise to be like you drop him on his head or something. Yeah, so what's up? What's what's popping? Prize action. Everything is numbers go up. Huh? What did you say? I say numbers are going up once again. Yeah, yeah. Which is um I don't know. It feels like I'm trying to hold on to my bias, but here for now I have to like hold on to my bias, even though I'm looking at different one from why it's perfect. But I did expect price pump because if you're going to like um if price is going to dump, it has to go first. I don't think it's just dump. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying dump dump like that, but I think there are there like serious levels that uh, Bitcoin has ignored since it left them, and at some point it has to like go back and retest them. And if it does go back, then September is the perfect month because uh, out of the last five years, I think September has returned four negative years. So Come on, man. Is going to Come happen. on. Do you really no, no, believe no, no, this, this, this theory? Yeah, is that, not, that, is the is... Point. that is the point of technical analysis. Is that not the point of technical analysis? Why do we look at charts at all? As that is why we look at charts. We want to see what has happened like historically and see if like uh human behavior like beats itself and based okay. on that we can Help me make sense our, of this. Help me make sense of this. So it just seems to me like okay, every September, no matter what happens, price dumps. So it's not like people mm. just pack up their bag and just say, Okay, it's September. We're just gonna stop trading or we're gonna sell everything. We're taking a no, break. Actually, then just... November we'll come back, we pump out in, until December. That I mean that's, that's the only thing that that makes logical know. sense to me that people say I don't know what happens in September. I don't know what event happens. I've not been very long in the space to know what happens every September. But I've actually looked back and in the last 10 years, only two years have returned like positives. And those positives have even been like in the single digits. So it is like 6% or like 2% uh, gain or like 6% gain the whole month. So I don't know what happens in December and the rest of them have been negative in double digits. So I don't know what happens in September that makes uh, the market react like that. <laughs> but I don't... Uh, no, it's just, nah, just it's like comedy to me, man. It's just comedy. Um, I mean, that was the way, that was the same thing. People were floating around. I mean, that oh, April or May was a very good month for type for for Bitcoin or crypto and all of that. Then what happened in April stroke May? We fucking dumped. Like people lost life savings. Some people committed suicide due to the dump. I think this so year, yeah, is there no history year, of that? This, so why yeah, would this we year, just this year, because I'm coming. September has always I'm been coming. Let me, bad month for? Let me look at the chat again and see what April has actually been like. No, then it's just pull up the same the same taxonomy that you're using. Just pull it up. Then let us look at that's what I want to I want to see. I want to see you know personally I 
I've never believed in those things because it's all it's always been spread like they've been spreading it around. Yes, the thing. Yes, the thing. Most the beginning of, of the year. So most of um what we call technical analysis is more like self fulfilling prophecies. We expect those things to happen, so we kind of like make them happen because we expect them to happen. Everyone behaves the same way, and it gives us exactly the same um results. So it takes like for a lot of people to like think differently. I think it is false equivalency if you but wait if you're comparing this is not that bad. if you're comparing this, this year was actually not that bad it was me let me make a point if you're comparing this to to ta to technical analysis mm. i think it's false equivalency in the sense that no it in is technical not. analysis you can look at the chart you can see bearish candles you can be able to tell okay if this and this happens this happens you can see the, the bearish candles but this is September. There is nothing for you to really look at and see anything. No, actually, just, actually, this is, look at this it. This has always been a bad month for for crypto, so it's going to be the same. But look at it. Look at it as a as like you are looking at like a chart and I time frame. Like you know, if you're looking at uh, at at uh, at a chart and you're seeing you're looking at a one month uh, candle. And in September every year, there's always that red candle on BTC. So that is exactly taking on kernel analysis. It is not a cause of Okay. It is no what the candle has recorded as being recorded. You heard the man. And April this month was not that bad. It was minus uh, 2%. It was me that we did minus 35%. You, you've, you've heard the man. Sell all your bags. Take a break. Come back in November or in December. Mm, uh, That's it. I'm, I'm not even selling all my bags. I'm trading what I can see right now. I'm, I'm keeping my uh, stop losses like very, very tight because I don't want an event where I take a nap and I wake up and I'm liquidated because I'm, I'm expecting it. Hopefully, even if it doesn't happen, I'll trade YC in front of me right now. That is well. But I'll just keep it in mind that April might become a suffering prophecy again. But, but the thing is, I mean, for me, looking at the Bitcoin chart, it seems like just hot air between 50K and, and 54. 53,500. I'm, I'm not talking about volume profiling. Volume profile, there is basically no and not enough of trading between 50k and 53,500, 54k. So basically, that area yeah. is like easily it's going to go up. But once we get around 54k, that's where I expect a reaction. Just look, I'm not yes, talking about yeah. candles or whatever. I'm just saying volume profile that at this price, price moved back and forth easily there was not a lot of supply like there weren't there weren't a lot of sellers that's what i'm saying from volume profile i'm not doing ta anybody once can look cross, at volume once profile we cross um once we cross um 50 once we approach 53k i don't think we would have a lot of issue like breaking 53k i think 50k is where people are kind of like taking profits yeah. i mean i've looked at some on-chain analysis and a lot of profit taking is happening at 50k and we can see today again because it's kind of that candle was like one hour candle, kind of like oh, broke Paul is here with the fifty k. Yeah, then the thing. Oh, sorry, man. I have to then I have to reconnect because when someone else joins, I can't hear what they say. But That's wait, wait a minute. Let let him try. Paul, can you hear us? Hey, good evening, good evening, guys. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you clearly, but can Oloye hear Paul? No, you can't. Hear I can't. 
Okay, let's just wrap up with my VPN. He can't hear you. Okay, okay. Reconnect again. Paul, how's it going, my guy? All good, man. Just taking a little break from two times. Madness. All right, David. Yeah, what's happening in the crypto space? Like, what's what's some of the big things? Everybody talking about Black Deck. What they call Red Red September. That's what's happening. Everybody's talking about Red September. Nah, me, I don't. You know, I mean, we had this conversation a couple of days ago. Yes. A couple of days ago, I, I personally, I, I, I will keep saying let's let's just follow this region level by level because April was supposed to be our moon season and it went against every analysis, you know. And now we're following the same thing to say September will be red. I don't know uh, anybody that what I'll say is anybody that thinks or is so sure that September will be red, just shut everything so you make a lot of money. Simple I mean, as that. It's simple. Just shut the whole market and make a lot of money. You're so sure September is going on new customers. Just shut the market and make a shitload of money. Honestly, that's that's how I see the market. Like, put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where when, your mouth when is. I tweet anything, which I think is my market thesis, I always put my money. If I think sure. Doge is going to do something at some point, I go and buy some Doge. I just so mm-hmm. that I can see the mm-hmm. upside. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, then I'm validated. I know I I mm-hmm. by the worst. I can hear you, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point trying to be an hero. And that is not the point of like looking at the chart or looking at this historical um, data. It is a form of just like keeping it in keeping it in mind, like keeping it in mind. And if you see any irrational behavior, then there's no. You remember excess? I always go back to excess. When that irrational behavior started, when it started pumping like crazy, we had no idea what was going on. If we knew what was going on, those positions that we opened, we could have the ones I opened, I could have closed earlier, but I had no idea what was going on. So even though the chart was doing something else i was doing something else and i had no reason to say okay this was why that's until i start like researching before i knew that is exactly what is going to happen or that is exactly what i'm expecting here if the chat start doing something else i'm not going to be confused or um or look for a reason i'm going to think oh yeah this is the reason but there's no point like trying to front run it I, I there's no point that is not point of the kind of analysis you tell what is right in front of you right now mm-hmm. and when that trend changes then you make up your mind and say yeah the trend has changed so let me follow the trend there's, there's no point being an hero that's why i keep saying level by level because if you i mean you can sit on your hand saying ah you know september is going to be a bloodbath and in a week something could just do you could just moon for a week i mean if a couple of days ago we we're talking about bitcoin at 45 46 and now it's, it's trading just uh, around 50 so let, let's let's take the market level by level this whole september thing i'll just say that anybody who is so sure just shut the market and make a shitload of money you know let's, let's take the market level by level week by week day by day as, as you can uh, let um let the market speak to you rather than making you know um, a strong test is on um, historic data dude. because this year the market just had a real reaming us from behind to be honest Thank I mean you. something <laughs> something something I think it's really funny is having <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kevin Kevin Odance is here. I'm pretty sure he can relate. Like, is this guy Crypto Capo or whatever the fuck his name is? Like, he's just putting, posting like bearish chat like every day, like trying to get people to change their psychology. Like immediately, like go take a short or something, or Bitcoin is gonna like you don't have to do putting that much effort into something that you believe in in this market. If you believe, okay, we're gonna dump or 
at some point the correction is near just say maybe a few times and just put your money on the line and just let it go but when you're starting to press it like every 10 hours it just feels like you're trying to change market sentiments to bearish and once that starts that's where whales actually are able to manipulate the market better because at 28 29k everybody turned bearish that oh surely we're going to 20 22 24k but that was when we just had the huge lift off that I did it. we just we just came to 50k straight up like nothing like bearish retest we just went up Ruby, yes, Ruby. remember that it's okay i think paul is here i told you guys like mm-hmm. even before we got there i told you guys like right now i am bullish that was that's a big argument i wanted when Erika said 19k and ken said 19k and i just could not see it that was what caused that uh, whole argument then i just couldn't see it because there's there was nothing pointing to that happening i mean we've gone to like 32k 29k every single time we talk to 8k it's almost like a week off it gets bought so fast but even if we had that order that something probably won't get filled because so many other people were from running you so it just felt like the market was not giving up that price point so if you come and tell me 19k i don't see it happening because there were no longer sellers at that point, at that but point, the is, but the thing is here. Here's the point. I'm not discre- discrediting your fact that you changed your your thesis at some point, but I think you were the most loudest bearish guy in the group <laughs> at one point. If you remember. Yeah, yeah. I, to a one point, yeah. I was. Then at yeah, one point, was the bottom, and to be honest, towards that bottom, you actually flipped bullish. So I'll give yeah. you credit for that. But to start with, you were the one who was like singing the bearish like anthem. And we were bearish then. I mean, that was all I was doing. That was all I was. I was looking at charts. We were bearish until see uh, a week before you actually turned bullish. I turned bullish a week before the chart itself, before price itself actually moved. This this month and eh, this month, it is just this is literally like create excitement for myself. That is all it is. That's what I'm going to tell you. This information I have it. I've done I've done some reading on it, but I'm not going to act on it because every single time I'm analyzing uh, Bitcoin on our newsletter, there's really nothing to write about. I could write the same thing I wrote last week yeah. and it will still be yeah, true. Do you understand? Yeah. So I kind of like got bored with that. I was looking for something different. So that is what has happened this week. I found something different and that is the september historical or something so this is me trying to like create excitement in that whole thing because bitcoin is just choppy it's too choppy and just the two weeks back the, the, the thing did exactly the same thing touch 50 key and started coming down for seven then i am um, i kind of got bored so this is me trying to create excitement so i'm not going to act on that until okay. the thing actually like goes that way there's no point doing that Okay, I'm actually I'm I'm happy that you clarified that because the reason I'm saying this is because when I read the newsletter when you sent it to me and I saw the historical month taxonomy, then I was thinking like, why would this guy put this in a newsletter? Like this is pseudoscience or this just doesn't go with normal technical analysis. But I mean, if it's something that you think you find interesting and you see no, it, like doesn't. okay, maybe the readers need to you know because personally. I'm not saying that there is no bearish case. There is definitely a bearish case for, for crypto market right now or Bitcoin especially. But using, oh, because September has always been this crappy month for crypto, I just don't think it really fit, fills the bigger picture of, of things. Personally, That's what I'm seeing, in my own opinion, even though I've not really shared this out there, what I'm seeing is very similar to April stroke May. Let me flesh out my argument. In April, when Coinbase went live, IPO, we hit 60 
64K. Then we came back down to 58K. After we hit 58K, we went down to 55K. Then we just stayed there. 55K to 58K. What happened next? Bitcoin was raging in, raging in that level. Ethereum picked up. Ethereum made a new all-time high at 43K, 300. Yeah. Then when Bitcoin finally nuked from 55K, that was the moment the whole market went to shit. So why am I saying that? We've been seeing Bitcoin getting weak the past few days until yesterday. After we hit that 50K, 500 or thereabout, we just kind of slowly grinded back down to 46K. So what has happened? We've seen Ethereum going close to all-time high. We've seen Solana done 2X. We've seen Luna, AXS, a AVAX, and all these FTM. other coins. FTM hitting its old all-time high. To me, I'm just thinking like, is this April or May all over again? All over. This could be, this could like be PTSD. This could be PTSD. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure what happened in April stroke May still leaves like a deep scar in my pocket yeah. because yeah. I could have made a lot more money but i saw everything just disappear because i didn't sell so and i'm starting to feel like we're getting into that same area again everybody's free feeling euphoric you wake up every day your net worth is going up high more than it was yesterday so i think it's just time to you know start to be cautious but to use the argument that crypto has always been shit in september i just don't think that's a very solid argument yeah, it's sentiment. Here's the thing, yeah. This this is my thesis, right? We all know, like, if the markets, even market recovery, really is not being led, <clears throat> it is not being led by Bitcoin. <clears throat> it's just a matter of time. Very good, bro. No, I think Emeka just joined, so I think we lost um a lawyer because Emeka just okay, joined. Yeah. So, yeah. so Kelvin, Kelvin is not saying anything. He's just like acting like a Trojan horse. Guy, talk now. How's your trading experience been the past few days? <laughs> Kelvin has a lot of buttons. Scars, <laughs> a, a whole lot of battle scars. <laughs> this 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 whole um uh, experience has been one giant roller coaster. If uh, another thing I noticed, Groovy, yeah, it's if we're gonna base some of these arguments on um September being a bad bad month historically. How about quarterly um history? Over time, yeah, the market has always been good in the fourth quarter, right? So um why is why is there no mention of that? In 2020, Bitcoin did 168 percent, you know, except during the 2018 bear market where Bitcoin was like minus 42 percent, then up to I, th I think the bear market stretched from Q4 um stretched from um, 2018 2019, and in 2019 we saw a minus 13 percent. But from that time, historically, you see, in 2013 it was also 9 percent, 2015 81 percent, 2016 58 percent, 2017 that was one of the all time highs, um 215 percent. So um the people talking about the monthly history nobody talks about the quarterly history uh, i don't know I, so the question is why you know if, if, you, if you're basing some sentiments on um the monthly history why you know why why is there no mention of the quarterly history nobody's nobody's saying that so i don't know i would just say i would just say follow the market level by level yeah just just follow the market level by level because if you're so if you're so um confident that's when the market shits on you you know back back so, so and and honestly, because of what happened in April, I check the grid index every day. I don't know for some reason. But the thing is, how do they mention the grid index? 
because that's, that's not something I've actively looked into. Like, how do yeah, you measure people's greed index? Like, know that people are greedy or euphoric. Yeah, that's an, that's another thing. That I have to dig deep into that to, to really understand how that is got gotten. But everybody's just talking based on whatever sentiment they feel. If you're talking about the monthly history, you talk about the quarterly history, we have a balanced argument. You know? and, and something else I want to say is this. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't throw these things around without looking at the context of each of them. For example, let's look at last year. There was the whole lockdown. Last year was basically the defi boom. If you heard last year, was called DeFi summer. So what happened yeah. in DeFi summer? June, July, August, everything went crazy. It was the numbers were crazy because this was something very new and innovative. So we had Ave, which was learned back then. We had the Yen Finance, we had Compound, and all these DeFi protocols that got released last summer. Every this this was like a whole new sort of technology that combined both computing and mathematics and everything together. So numbers went crazy for three months at a point it became unsustainable and the market had to just literally die down which is what happened mostly late august and september last year so that was the context of how we had yeah sure yeah, okay. so that was the context of how we had the the red september we had last year but now if we look at this year i don't think we've had anything crazy the last, I have a question, the last few months except nfc i have a question though do you do what do you think is leading the market recovery right now what why do you think the market is recovering do you think it is uh bitcoin or ethereum personally i don't think it's um bitcoin i think it's ethereum people getting into nfts and you know the, one of the most um used um, tokens or currency for nfts is uh, ethereum that's why i feel I, I think the bulk of the money right now is that is, is from ethereum correct if, if you, yeah if, if you look at um the coin market if, if, if you look at the charts you see i mean the volume big, uh, no no no, no arguments there yeah no arguments ethereum has more volume than bitcoin and that is the yeah. thing if bitcoin doesn't join the party then it's closely it's well, what is happening is a game of musical chess. They kind of Bitcoin kind of like nukes everybody at the end of the day. That's usually what happens. If Bitcoin doesn't need the market recovery, if it is any other thing leading the market recovery, any other odd leading lead the market recovery. So what we're seeing right now is Bitcoin is tapping 50k. There's a lot of profit taking happening there. The, the, that is what is happening now. So I'm thinking, okay, if that is the case, and I'm going to refer back to that history again. If there's any month. If there's any month for Bitcoin to actually like we test some of it those level because nothing goes up vertically forever, we all know. And we, we kind of went from was it um we went from forty four K. Went from forty four K, forty six, and we touched fifty K. And since then we've not visited any of those levels. And that is it just um the numbers, the prices the price doesn't go up like that. It never goes vertical. It always comes with tests, it comes back to the demand uh, demand area, then take some new demand before it has enough like um fall or whatever to kind of break a new level right now what we're seeing is a lot of consolidation happening over weeks at some points people are going to make up their minds do we actually want to buy more and push this thing or are new buyers coming in now because if i'm not buying bitcoin at 50k i'm not going to do that if you bought with bitcoin at uh bought at 35k bought at 46k that is fine but i'm absolutely not going to buy bitcoin at 50k if i am it's going to be a form of like bca where actually i'm going to just average in so we kind of need new volume to help us break and this this uh 
um, zone that we find ourselves in. And how does that happen? We actually have to like go back to collect some of those uh, others that are placed below what prices right now before we get enough volume to kind of like push us up. So I'm thinking if that is going to happen, then there's there's no better month than September. That is actually the the, the last. Um, yeah, I don't I, please I don't want anybody to make reference to September being a red month again. <laughs> it just seems to me like a very mundane like way to actually it's make like an argument. Cost. You can make an it's argument based on cost. price action, but just saying it's just, to me it just seems like astrology, like how this uh, crypto witch girl is using astrology to say you, when price is going up. Uh, Kai, have you seen have you seen that girl's moon or Kai, have you actually seen that girl's um uh, what is it called? Have you seen her indicator? I told you indicator. Have you seen it, bro? Her boyfriend is point. bro. Her boyfriend is one of the top ten traders in this space. Exactly. Oh, so she had to like code. It. So, so that's like code it to that level. At so you know, you know, maybe this is misogynistic, but it's just um, in my opinion. I just think it's her boyfriend who's giving her contents to put out okay. there with her knowledge yeah. of astrology and everything. Thing and then everybody just buys it like this and this. I think it's is it Pepe XBT but, or I can't even remember, but her no, 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 it is not. I think it is um, okay. What is this guy's name again? I have the indicator on my trading real check. Then indicators that I should even go back. It's Pepe XBT. Now I'm looking for 100 sure. It's Pepe XBT. I'm looking for um, what is it called? Now I'm looking for confluence for my bearish case. I should actually go to so you're going to use astrology TA to look for confluence. Yeah. Good. I'm going to look for. I'm That's going to look best for way to go back to back to <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look for everything. So let's pivot. Let- Let's um, talk about Royal Q. Someone just sent me a message. No, no, let's talk about this Royal Q thing. Someone just sent me a message. You want to like check out the bots. And today I got sent a video of someone that got, uh, that lost $40,000. And someone is sending me a message. You want to check out Royal Q. <laughs> Personally, I've never used bots to trade. So it's not some, I don't know. It's not something I have an opinion on. I mean, there, there are people I know who make bots, like people who I know are doxxed. These are people I actually know so if anything goes wrong you can talk to them but yet i still have i've never tried it i still haven't used it if i will try it in the future i do not know but i don't know i, I don't have any opinion on using boats to trade i mean obviously there are dangers to using automated systems so yes yes i think i'm my children my theory okay yeah oh, cool. um, yeah i don't i don't i don't give a fuck i'll just say what how it is in my in my mind some group of criminals have found <laughs> that's um, i mean i'm just saying because what is real kill who builds real kill what's the story behind is it real kill or real kill i don't know what's the story behind kill kill okay what's the story behind it who, who built it what who which person what company i just see a group of criminals just came up with this thing <laughs> they're stealing people's money i mean i'm bound to be corrected but there's no, there's but, no other explanation in my but what is a care and they're not to be trying the funds there isn't making really, really, really 
really bad calls on people's money. They are selling everything that they have in their portfolio for Ethereum. They are not trying to join the Ethereum. It's plugged, yeah. it's plugged to the API of your Binance wallet, of your Binance or your Binance wallet. Yeah. So it's like giving the bot absolute control of your Binance. Yeah. So I mean, um, um, okay, what happens at the back end? We start, see, uh, I don't know. No, that that just sounds stupid. Why would I do something <laughs> control of my money? But that's what's happening. That's what that bot does. The royal queue. Because I don't think people get it. I don't think a lot of people understand it as that. Yeah. That it's going to be able to do whatever I want on your Binance account. Yeah, that's what it does. Because I, I, I today I, I saw someone who was telling me about it. Like he's put his two hundred eighty. I'm like, okay, interesting. What does it do? I was like, what does it? Do? It trades for him. I said, how does it trade for you? And I looked at the app. It, it's logged. It, it gives your the the, the um queue acts for absolute control of your. I mean, it's there. You see it if you want to accept. It logs directly to your Binance. It's like it's like you controlling your Binance. So that's what it does. So I mean, I don't know that's how. That, man. Yeah, it, I don't know how they are. It's Pennywise. It's Pennywise pound foolish. Pound foolish. I mean, yeah. Really sorry. A lot of people have lost a lot of money. Because they are, yes. Yes. There was someone that said he has lost like twenty-five million naira. That's like uh, forty thousand dollars. I mean, how are uh, you going to like? I mean, it's it is voting uh, blaming. It is voting blaming. But why would you trust someone else with your money? Someone that you can't point to. Like Anthony said, even I'm going to use a bot. I'm going to use one by someone yeah. I know. If, yeah. if Makoro finishes his bot now, I'll plug it and my money gets missing. I don't. Yeah, we're, I we're going, going to find him in Calabar. I can go and find him in Calabar. <laughs> We can trust his family members. But I'm not going to hand over my account control to someone that I absolutely do not know. It makes no fucking sense. Look at that. So I, so I have traded with the bot. No, I've traded with the bot on. Yeah, someone, someone asked me wanted to check it out. He didn't know I really, Guys, I guys, really guys. Wait, let's, let Kenneth say something. He has an experience with bots. Kenneth, go on. I have, I have traded with the bot on KuCoin. Um, it's it's built onto the KuCoin system so right on my phone i can access it um there's a dedicated account to it where i would need to move funds from either my um wallet or my trading account on to that account now it is only the funds in that dedicated account of that bot that gets used for trading also i would need to decide what coin combinations i want the bot to trade what's the high limit and the low low limit that i wanted to buy and sell at to get so um there are lots of permutations around it it did make make me some money i i, I threw in a, a little bit of money to, to test it for like two weeks it did make me some money but there are instances where i thought it could have um put a hold to selling some tokens and it went ahead to sell right so there was that downside to it because the, it, the algorithm is written for it to do certain things and except i'm able to go right into the code to say okay i want you to do this i want you to do that and not this this and that then i'm unable to to make it work exactly the way i want it to now the thing with nigerians is that we are eager for quick money we want that quick breakthrough we want that grass to grow through 
And so the investment you've taken some time to build to an extent, you suddenly decide you don't want to stress yourself no longer to look at charts. You no longer want to stress yourself to look at economics or look at fundamentals or technicals. You just want to assign all that role to something that one, you don't know the name of the company and the people behind that company that have issued it. Two, fees that are outrageous including commissions on 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 the 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 um, profit that is made on your account and you totally decide to give it access to the Binance wallet without knowing what the restrictions are i mean that is total foolish i if i did want to give it access to my Binance, i probably would move my ethereum and bnb and bitcoin to another wallet and a cold wallet somewhere right fine it says it's going to use usdt so fine i'll move everything that i've got onto another wallet in fact if i have say ten thousand usdt and i want to test it with two thousand I would remove 8,000 and leave the 2,000 and see where it goes with that 2,000. But why would you leave everything that you've got on that, on that wallet? Yeah. Uh, we we have we, we have someone here who has been added as a speaker. Utsan, do you have anything to say, please? Um, you know, funny enough, he just said right what I was about to mention, which was like the KuCoin bot. Um, my understanding of it is that it actually has a separate account, like he said. Um, and I think the one thing that just prevented me from you know getting into that is one is that I think you really do need like a good amount of money because it, it really the strategy is more or less are scalping or scalping related so you kind of need a lot of money to move within the market and make it worth the time spent setting up the bot and all of that and then you have to study like the bot strategies to know you know which one is the best choice so in that case i just wasn't ready to put in that amount of effort but i know that kucoin has a few like that so that was just what i was about to say okay yeah thank you very much so guys can we continue? Yeah, I mean, in the in the end, in the end, um, we always talk about asking Christian Dior, do your own research, put energy. Fine, you want to, you, you want to see. Yeah, you have to stop all these responsibility of trading. Into a bot, settle, spend time and do your research, and then reach a conclusion that okay, this is how much risk I'm able to take with this bot. When I was trying to trade with Coco, yeah, there you go on. I mean, I've laughed so hard like at this guy's fifty plus jokes, man. No, no, you have to stop those fifty that fifty plus joke that it was around. That's Christian Dioting. I beg, it for the children. Stop it. So what else? I mean, we basically talked about um, these trading boards. We've talked about September and shit. So let me say, is it real or not? Um, um, I think I can. I think we're kind of close to Solana top for now. I might be wrong, but I think we're close to Solana top for now. What what price will you call the top? One thirty, one thirty, one one thirty, one forty. Kenneth, what price will you call the tops for Solana? Two hundred. Paul, what price is your tops? You see, with some, I can't call it top, honestly. <laughs> this guy is a politician, uh, man. Um, I mean, no, I have to be honest. I can't call it top. With some, um, yeah, you could say, okay, he, this looks like it's a range here a bit, but that guy just has a way of, I don't know, a month ago we were at 33, and now we are at 130. So, when it got to 100, would you say 100 is the top? I, I, I don't know. No, we don't, we don't mean like the everlasting top. Because BNB is at 500. 
Okay, um, I cost 175 and uh, we also have to understand that Solana is really moving because it's providing a cheaper alternative for NFTs, um, creatives. Uh, it has lower gas fees and all that. So there's been a lot of movement to Solana. So I believe that's also what is contributing to this massive move. And uh, so, so long as that sector is really moving, we can't say, but I'm calling 175. I do not think NFT is the reason why Solana is moving. There are not a lot of popular NFTs being minted on Solana. Like, the the NFTs being minted on Solana are not even top 10 in NFTs if we're going to rank them. So, I wouldn't say that's... It's picking up. I wouldn't say... Yeah, it's picking up. There is attention on the ecosystem, but I wouldn't say NFTs are are the catalyst for, for Solana movement. I wouldn't use that as an argument. You know, I just also, think it's normal layer one allocation. Simple. Exactly. How did how did we get here? We saw movement from okay, we saw movement from AXS to Luna, Luna to Avax, Avax it's, to Solana, Solana to FTM. What do these call apart from AXS and Luna? Okay, Luna too is also a layer one in its own sense yeah, because it provides services for DeFi services for stable coins. So what we basically see as the catalyst for Solana movement is layer one ones like phantom also so it's basically a layer one movement and once we have the tops for these layer ones where none of them is moving again i can say okay solana is done and to be honest i I don't think solana has a lot of gas left in there tops maybe 155 that's what i'm here's here's the thing all of them what they're trying to improve upon i mean all the layer ones what they're trying to improve upon is ethereum's gas fee and maybe speed and ethereum is also doing the same thing ethereum is also trying to improve when it's uh it's got it's got uh gas fee and speed and i think they are releasing a roll-up i think the arbitrum roll-up is this september too which would move their transaction per second i think from um 25 per se- 25 transactions per second to like 500 per second so that is really going to up the speed and that should help the price too i don't know how to make the price Mm, I think nah, nah, you, so. you, you definitely it's don't have They can definitely um, do transactions more than a 1k per second. Because even Solana can one k Yeah, you probably get that number wrong. I don't think, I don't know if it is also 1k, but I know the improvements, the, the um, update is going to be like 5,000. I mean, just something that I said on, on, on Twitter, I think a lot of what we are witnessing is basically sector allocation. Sector allocation in the sense that we started all of this movement with AXS. So there is no dispute. Is there anybody disputing that? No, so there's no dispute to that. If there's no, dis- no. no one disputing that, then let's go on. We started with the AXS. Then all these random NFTs started pumping with SLP, with CHR, with Alice, and all of them. Then we moved right into layer ones. Layer ones just started pumping, starting with maybe Luna, then Avax, Avalanche, Solana, then Phantom. Phantom basically pumped like over the weekend, I think. So I I think what we are seeing is just reallocation to major sectors. When you when you see a sector that actually starts moving, a major in a sector that starts moving, then I think it's time to pay attention to that sector. Okay, for example, after Solana started moving, coins within the ecosystem started moving. Bonfida, mm-hmm. Fida made a new all-time high. Uh, Serum went at least go towards its all-time high, even though it didn't break it. Mm-hmm. Radium made a new all-time high. Um, FTX um, token made a new all-time high. So, we saw movement and also I think are with AR 
I think they made a new all-time high or just pumped. But anyway, what I'm saying is once a major within a sector moves, everybody kind of reallocates to that sector. There is a focus on that sector. And that's basically what I'm looking at. If we see another movement, maybe towards exchange tokens. If I see BNB start to pump, I know, okay, KuCoin probably is next. Or there will be some there will be some yeah. reallocation within that sector. FTT too. I think FTT is just a very good coin to like look at right now because whatever moves next, if it is um if we're still in um the, um, the Solana um mania, FTT is still going to move. If we move on to uh, exchange tokens, FTT is still going to move. So I think if we're looking at um if we're comparing like tokens, I think FTT has a really good chance now. And what you said makes a lot of sense. When people miss a move in a major, they kind of like find other um others other like tokens in that sector to um from run and a lot of people do that and that kind of just i i i understood that someone sent me a, i think uh, someone sent me a signal for chr after like almost every other nft has moved and it hasn't didn't move and i was like if it is not moving already then maybe it's just useless and people are not paying attention to it and the next day that thing went like 20 percent so i think when people miss some uh when people miss um whatever movements in their majors then they find other tokens close to the in that same ecosystem to jump on so yeah yeah that that's that's something that we've been witnessing a lot and and another thesis i have is this within i'm just trying to use the yen finance ecosystem for example which is yifi we've seen yifi to pump we've seen kp3r which is in the same ecosystem pump we've seen phantom which is in the same ecosystem pump then i have a thesis of one coin which is still within the partnership that hasn't pumped that's the only coin i'm just looking at right now like all day that's the only coin i'm just thinking that there are people who want to reallocate there so my my plan is just how i'm, I'm going to front run them so that by the time they finally make the move i'm already there waiting for them to pump my bags what coin is that i was about to ask the same question acro acropolis oh, acro. and and one of the things with, with acro is this acro moves with kp3r and yifi because it's the same ecosystem it's yeah. the same andrew crohen crohen um coin because he's one of their partners that funded the whole thing so do, that's just basically my thesis you know that okay once this happens people are likely to do this and that's what whales basically kind of use you know to engineer the market so i don't know it's just something i that i'm thinking of yeah, yeah we got someone else here who wants to ask a question i'm adding him hello can you hear us all right is, is it there but where is ken it keeps having this issue with vpn and, and bundle i don't know um let's talk about let's talk about twitter adding on bitcoin wallet to their lightning network to lightning network um have you seen the news oh yeah I mean, so we, is, is Twitter, uh, well, the question I want to ask is, will Twitter now be like an NFT space? I mean, because they, the summary of what they're trying to do is jar for content creators through Bitcoin. Yeah. So, um, is, is this part of their, them trying to get, um, them trying to monetize Twitter? Or um, what's, what's the objective, you know? I'm just trying to pick brains and understand what's happening. I mean, I don't know. It's just, there there could be different reasons for it, for it, right? I, I think, I just don't know. There, there 
there could be different reasons for why they're adding, adding that as an option. I mean, there are, there are tweets you see, especially on, on Niger Twitter, where you just see like a girl tweets a photo and guys are already in the DM, you know, like maybe giving, sending her money just to respond to her, their DMs or, you know, just being random, stupid fucks and DM and anyways. So I just think giving tips on the on the timeline will definitely work on Nigerian Twitter. That's for sure. And Yo, something just just so okay, finish. I actually think it's more it's, don't you think it's more targeted at um things like what we're like Twitter spaces basically. Something you know? just struck me now. That's actually what I'm suspecting that they're working on. So basically content creators on Twitter spaces, you know, we can always get tips from the listeners and all that. I don't know. I mean there are different theories on why on what they're trying to do, but at the same time I just like I've always said, I think Jack has this obsession with, with Lightning Network, you know? So and the 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 Twitter integration of tips is gonna work with Lightning Network. So I just think that's part of his overall big goals on what to do with Lightning Network. I also do not forget that recently he talked about he wants to build a Bitcoin exchange. So the thing with Jack yeah, is this yeah, Jack is yeah. obsessed with Bitcoin specifically. Yes, so yes. everything he's trying to build is around Bitcoin. An exchange, Bitcoin. Giving tips on Twitter, Bitcoin, because he's going to be using Lightning Network. So I think also using Twitter and integrating with, with Lightning Network is just a way of trying to simplify decentralized finance in the sense that it's easy to use this new currency as a means of exchange, as a store of value. So it, he's trying to use his medium to just expose more people to Bitcoin and Lightning Network, which will create a network effect. I just think that's the big goal. I don't know, but that to me is yeah. just what I think my... Something struck me now. I think... Uh, uh, can you hear me? Am I, am I sure, sure, sure. I think at some point in no distant future, either Strike or Twitter will have to buy Bitnow to penetrate the African market. If this is actually going to go live, to scale, I mean to scale, it is Strike or Twitter or Lightning Network will have to buy Bitnow because, I mean, it's, it's a direct penetration into the African market. Like, there, there'll be no need for any... Um, the, the, the platform and the infrastructure is already there. It's just a plug-in. And um, I think FinTech or tech companies now in Nigeria or in Africa have to start some um, positioning for this um for this opportunity or for this market. I don't know how the plug-in product product managers and the rest um have to figure that out. But this if if Twitter is gonna do this plug-in Bitcoin um lightning network Bitcoin through night lightning network onto Twitter, it, 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 for them they will have to penetrate the African market, yes, because I mean Twitter is for everybody and companies or startups who are who, who focus on this, startups who, who position for this will make a killing. That's why I feel but for them to scale currently, BitNob is just the best infrastructure currently. And personally, I want to see this happen. I just want to see what it will it will be like. I mean, you you, you never you can never tell until you try, right? That's everybody. Yeah, you're you're very right. Personally, I see a lot of development in that sector coming up. Um, but then we also have to understand that uh, most of the fintechs uh, to integrate um, the, the Lightning Network. That means they have to have that uh, Bitcoin network fabric, you know, integrated into their you know infrastructure. And it's a question of is this what most of them want to do right now? You get, but I see uh, the discussion really going around most of the blockchain crypto based uh, solutions out there. 
um, the Lightning Network integration is something I see going around, especially in that space. Mm. Uh, I think the fintech guys are really, you know, focused on their own part of, you know, you know of the market really for now. Yeah, but but um, <laughs> sorry, let me interject here quickly. Yeah, go we on. are trying to bring on the own. I mean, is that is that not the overall goal, like getting the own mm. So you also have to understand that uh, if you're integrating the Lightning Network and the target is on banks. The fintech guys haven't even been able to reach the unbanked thoroughly. And uh, the unbanked we are talking about is Bitcoin going to be the ideal solution for them right now. Um, I see POS doing a lot of good in that sector. So unless we are talking about POS um, infrastructures like the OP and all that, now looking to integrate Lightning Network, then you are talking about something massive. Then that's something mad, really. Because those are the guys that are down, down retail, grassroots, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get. Yeah. Not the flutter waves, not the pay stack. Those are the guys down to the streets offering financial services. So yeah, if I'm hearing someone like Ope is thinking of integrating like a network, man, that would be like massive news. You get. That's that's yeah. killing on a, on a very very large large level. I, I agree with you. But anyways, let's see let's see what Jack and his people want to do. We are here now. I mean, we are the product. So let's see what they have to do. Definitely. Um. Definitely. Okay. Something else. Um. BNB Binance Coin has been ranging below five hundred dollars for forever. What's happening with Binance Coin? Still bullish, or what's the bullish case for Binance? I actually think it still has to do with the whole reallocation in the sector right now. And uh, of course, I believe the big whales are just there is this very huge price selling there, uh, ensuring that the price doesn't break that five hundred mark. And uh, I want to also follow the ta- the the part you said about um, reallocating to um, exchange tokens. I think at the time will come and within the next couple of weeks and it's going to be exchange token season yet. Um, I believe Binance will lead the way for that as always. Then of course the BNB, the Qcoin, the Gates, the Gate token and the rest. But, so but, I think but, Binance, BNB is just chilling for now. What happened to the Binance NFT market? What, what happened? I mean, I wasn't able to follow up with that and with the whole I think CZ was always talking about having an NFT market. I mean, can you remember, Emeka? Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, what it's, happened? I believe um, Groovy was there when they launched. I think it affected uh, Big a bit. Big pumped for a while. And um, but I think um, the NFT uh, projects on Ethereum have the they, they are the ones that have biggest market really. And um, yeah. Caesar is going to do a lot, like a whole lot, man, to push NFTs on Binance. For some reason, it's not just hitting it, you know. I don't know. Groovy might have a thing or two to say about that. I think Oloye is back with us. Can you hear us, Oloye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we're just talking about is um, Binance coin. Did you get any of that question or not? Mm, no. Okay, basically, what the question I asked was, why is Binance coin still below 500 for a few weeks now? Why is it not able to break that $500 resistance? So the question kind of led into the NFT space. Binance launched NFT marketplace in June. So we haven't really seen volume pick up or some traction or some effect on Binance coin itself. So what are your thoughts on that? Seems like we lost this man again. Anyways... What do I really have to say about Binance NFT Marketplace? I think they are collaborating like with little known artists or new, I don't know, people within the space. You know, they are trying to like just build a marketplace where things can be bought. Hello, hello, you can't hear this man. So I I think maybe they're still just trying to to buy like art pieces, get some artists, um, music artists and all of that onto the space, onto their marketplace. 
place mm -hmm. then maybe okay. eventually as the year goes on mm -hmm. it will pick up traction i'm just guessing because i don't understand why nothing is happening but but at the same time mm -hmm. i think it was one of the the questions that someone was asking this week that why is it that in crypto that nfts can still basically only be bought on chain maybe on open sea on solana marketplace and all of that why not on exchange you know so i really don't know the answer to that so i don't know i, I think i think my my thesis would be the energy mark the energy space is still emerging right it's i mean most most of what has been built on the nft space has been very still around developers or people who um, um what they call them coders and the rest or exchanges are, are trying i know behind the scene yeah they're trying to get a hang of it trying to see how um they can onboard them on exchanges so for retail going through all these all these loops to get one um maybe bulk the whole lot people just want to go on exchanges with their familiar with people just want to go to go on exchanges and buy and leave so um this will now this this is a question that if i have an opportunity to speak to someone like z or um, our articles why not if not yeah i just want to go on the ftx and just buy whatever i want to buy and leave or hold or sell or flip you know? yeah we got mike with us mike can you hear us hello mike can't hear anything from him what else um yeah i just added someone else who's trying to i guess he's trying to ask a question or something anyways do you guys still think do you think we've hit the nft tops or you still think there's still some juice left for nfts to run personally no no i think we're we're, we're the people now i mean i mean okay if if if, if let's look at it this way what is the juice to still run it over? i mean if you look at if you look at um if you look at volume now yeah as you said there's some reallocation and anybody most people who bought in 2017 2018 have been selling right what i see people doing now is just price. there's no incentive to actually hold for long and i don't see what people are just doing they're just sleeping i buy the floor increases or the floor rises i sell so for me i would say this is the top i agree with you Emeka, what do you think well honestly like um i, I believe the market uh, this 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 sector is just um i mean just a few days ago um uh, steph curry but um i think those those are punks for ridiculous price and uh, i think i posted the tweet from um, sam's guy uh, alameda and uh, you, you could see from the drift of that tweet it's something they are trying to start exploring and once you see this big player starting to look into this sector you know that there's still something going to happen so i don't think we are at the peak are we close to the peak probably but i still see some you know man some fire coming in and uh i still feel like i wish i had gone in earlier but let's just see let's look at how things go but i don't think we're at the peak yet Loye, can you hear us now Niyi. oh i mean i still have something to ask for. yeah yeah go on go on i saw um i, I think early this morning or last night or yeah early this morning um the chairman of the sec the securities and exchange commission in the u.s crypto will be dead without regulation in 10 years do you think he um, said what he said crypto will be dead without regulation in 10 years i'll quote him finance is about trust ultimately 
unfortunately. And um, let, let me let me just quote him verbatim. Um, he said the two trillion dollar industry cannot survive in the financial market without a regulatory framework. Um, so what do you think about regulation, a framework? What do you think? Is he correct? What was the test behind this? I mean, at the moment, crypto feels like wild, wild west, right? So without regulations, you don't really know what's right and what's wrong. And mm -hmm. to me, I think regulations does more good for us than bad. Because once it becomes regulated, that's when a lot of people who are on the sidelines, who are afraid, can actually become more emboldened to dip their foot in the game and have skin in the game. You know, until that, I think it's just going to be what it is where people get liquidated and they complain or things just happen that basically just delegitimizes crypto. Let's let's just yeah. let's remove yeah. the fact that we are trading crypto and we're making money. This is an awesome technology for humanity. Either when we're talking about tackling privacy, we're talking about decentralized finance through uncollateralized loans or banking mm -hmm. the unbanked and transferring money in foreign remittance in seconds without having to wait two, three uh, business days to move funds. Like you can basically move $1 million in like 30 seconds. Yeah. That normally would yeah. have to go through KYC, days of well, swift transfer and all of that. So the technology itself is great. But then this technology cannot live in a vacuum. And the moment it does, it will come tainted. And I think that's the point we all have to realize. Okay, for example, let me, for those who have been in crypto long enough, they remember back in the days, a lot of people used to trade crypto on BitMEX. True, um, BitMEX was founded by Ato Hayes, this African-American and his American friends. Ato can just wake up and just tell his risk engine guys, hey, I want to buy a Lamborghini. Liquidate all these fucking plebs. Everybody gets liquidated. There are evidence of this. So this is not like, oh, hearsay. Yeah, yeah, there are actually yeah, evidence yeah. of him yeah, saying yeah, this. Yeah. So imagine yeah. if CZ just wakes up and be like, he looks at the market, sees everybody's euphoric. He sees like, okay, there's an inefficiency where Binance could make like one billion dollar that day and he just tell his risk engine guy like liquidate all these fucking plebs who think it's there's free money to be made and boom he liquidates everybody that will lead to even more bigger societal issues without regulations but with regulations you can't do that and that's why the sec or whatever body in the u.s is after after Otto hayes and his friends that ran bitmax then so the technology is great but it needs to live within some ambit of the law and yes. the person who's yes. saying this is very knowledgeable about this tech. He's an MIT crypto professor, Gary Gensler. He is. And he's very, the, the thing about this is he's very pro-crypto. I mean, in this interview, he was saying, like, he's, he's, he wonders why exchanges are being hostile to his call. I mean, he's ready, this, this, the, the chairman of the SEC is ready to work with, like, I mean, he's ready to have them come up with a framework. He, um, in this, in this article, I was reading, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling with you to see if there's a video. I mean, they're quoting him saying, come on, I've, I've, I've made several calls. Come, let's have a framework. And they come, talk to us. Like, this I'm quoting him, talk to us. Come in. There are a lot of platforms that are in operation today that will do better engaging. Instead, there's a bit of begging for forgiveness rather than asking for permission. That is, he's saying that the, he, he, in this case, it is when there's a crime is committed or something is committed, that it's a case of now the exchanges or these bodies begging the SEC rather than 
than actually like asking for permission, getting a regulatory framework. I believe that for this space to thrive, there needs to be some form of regulatory framework. I mean, this guy is very knowledgeable in this thing, and he's very he's very pro crypto. So I think we need to start seeing this. We need to start seeing this. There's no market trial. What does Emeka has to okay. say about this? Okay, Emeka, or well, I guess we've lost. Yeah. Too. So um. So anyways, you yeah. you pretty much hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go hello. Ahead. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I believe you called me. What I was just about to say when Paul was talking was like, can you imagine? He's even calling these guys and they're not answering. I'm like, Murphy, Murphy here, I know they even call anybody again. So, I mean, like, um, we need regulations and uh, we've all been seeing what is happening in this space, especially when, you when it comes to the DeFi sector. And it's when we have proper regulations that we now see proper auditing of codes, which will ensure that some of these staking platforms, farming platforms, actually have good top-notch security. So you won't be seeing rock pools and all this kind of crap happening. So yeah, we need regulations in the space, and that is when uh, people will be able to reallocate more funds from the stock market, from uh, equities and all that into this space. And um, we'll have a bigger market to play in if it's regulated. That's just all I have to say. And the thing is, with a lot of these guys like FTX and Binance, they, re they recognize this, that for their business to actually grow, they need regulations and they need to be on the same side with regulators because you can't continue to, to live on the ground or trying to be like, be a rebel. you know, a rebel. You can't do that for long like look at um this this website that i used to as accept um bitcoin and deal drugs back in the day huh? was it was um uh, mad gox no not my gox this on the ground dark web um marketplace where you know you could buy drugs you could hired assassin for with bitcoin and crypto and everything back then which like six seven years ago you don't want to have that kind of platform where you're just living on the ground there is no room for growth and i think exchanges recognize that they need to engage regulators but the thing is a lot of these regulators do not even know things that fall within their purview last month here when we had this whole debate about the infrastructure infrastructure bill in the u.s the cftc said that some of the things the sec were trying to do is not within the purview of the sec that it belongs to them so basically what you're seeing here is two different corporate organizations yeah, within the government having having a fight about jurisdiction that okay yeah. this is not within your jurisdiction this is our jurisdiction so until they themselves regulators can actually clear that part out there is no way ftx or binance can actually engage them or xrp or these other coins that i'm probably seeing as securities or not can engage them because you want to engage you know you should be able to know okay this is the person i need to engage with not when two people are fighting over who actually has the power to regulate that sentence that sector precisely so that in itself is a big blow to the industry and the rest of the world is waiting for the u.s to lead so once the u.s leads that's where you start hearing maybe people from nigeria and everywhere else talking about we want to regulate crypto because right now you've not you're not even hearing anything from Lai mohammed at some point before 2023 you hear him say something about crypto and mm -hmm. regulations and all of that so they're waiting for the u.s to lead then the rest will follow yeah um okay Okay, that brings us now back to Nigeria, CBN, creating uh, the crypto e-wallet. What do you call it? I didn't pay attention because that's... In e Naira. E Naira wallet. Yeah, um, CBDC, yeah. Rebecca, give us a breakdown. I mean, you are... That's, that's your... That's your space. <laughs> so, I mean... 
update us. Okay. Well, I'm just, uh, I got the updates a few days ago, and uh, I know they've already uh, awarded the contract to a company. A bit, bit that something. I did a little bit of research on them. I understand they've done, uh, they also helped some of the, some countries in the Caribbean, you know, come up with their CBDCs and all that. Um, we're still trying to break it down because so there's something, uh, how will I put it? I've read the whole um, circular and the the prodding question is, how does this solve the bigger issues of, for instance, access to FX, payments, remittance, offshore remittance and all that? It doesn't really answer those questions. It's more like we're just getting a digital version of the Naira and uh, mind you, this is going to be with the CDN, not with the bank because the whole framework isn't very clear yet so i'm even wondering how the banks are going to be cool with this framework being set up because the central wallet is going to be with the cbn you get and that means uh cbn will basically have uh overall uh what's the word they basically oversee everything happening in everyone's wallets so there's also the case of privacy and nigeria is you know nigeria needs yeah. anyhow yeah. you know ways of doing things what's the guarantee that uh activists and certain people will be protected you know so there, there, there are going to be a lot of questions to be um to be asked so um let's just let's just see a lot of things will come up within the next couple of weeks really personally i'm very pessimistic about it this is me this is falsity i'm i'm rough i'm very pessimistic about it the only the only notion i want to correct there is some people are like um why didn't they look for uh, a crypto um a nigeria a native a native um, um technology um crypto company to do that i i believe uh, you, you you can't fold the cb on that because I, I don't think there's any there's any company or there's any outfit that has about five to seven years experience from that in nigeria there's no i i, I don't know i mean can, can you help me here is there any so i don't think i mean they must have they must have looked for that this is me now being um, optimistic on their part they must have looked for that before they went to barbados i don't know the country but i am um, by default pessimistic about it i don't i don't think they solve anything so i don't think they're doing anything. so um like i said yeah uh it's it's a mixture of um good bad um pessimism optimism because really and truly if you look at the idea behind it um it's great um but it, it just i think it's more about the country we are in the economy the the, the central bank itself uh people are very, very pessimistic about how this is actually going to play out and uh i'm not really bothered about whoever they brought in i mean like um some of the crypto-based um, startups in the country could have actually done this but of course when it comes to, when it comes to cbdc it's they're talking about a centralized blockchain so it's not decentralized so you're not building it on the ethereum or on the solanas you get so i suspect it's going to be hyperledger yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah. yeah so um it's uh then of course what is in it for the tech companies when it's not like there's a framework upon which you're saying okay you guys will still have to uh, you guys can still play in this space the crypto startups in nigeria are still uncertain of of course like we are just discussing regulations as to how they are going to play in the country so uh this of course would just put them on the sidelines so i believe cbn just did what they wanted to do um but let's let, like i said it's it's leds let's see what's really gonna happen i'm just watching it all right. I mean, right. I, I I think the CBN is just trying to to basically follow other world governments and releasing CBDC because that's just what they are doing. It's not like okay, CBDC is going to change anything economically for us. I mean. 
it's not going to change our economic numbers or the inflation or whatever. And the, mm -hmm. the central idea of maybe crypto or, or crypto finance in the sense of decentralized finance is one, to to give economic free freedom, financial freedom, bank the unbank, and maybe be able to give out uncollateralized loans and all of that. But this, this e-Naira doesn't fulfill any of those because one, it's centralized. The government has your information. And two, there's different categories of this wallet according to the information you provide for KYC, which is you can have a 50K limit without no KYC. Then the next level is you, if you, with your NIN or whatever that's being released, you can move to the next level. Then if you have BVN, you move to the next level. It's just capped. Anyways, it's capped. You're highly verified. You have all your data in the government database. So what's basically the difference between the current system and investing in the CBDC. So, I really do not see the point of the government really embarking on this white elephant project. Because China is doing it, the US is doing it, doesn't mean you have to do it. Obviously, in the future, the world is going to move to more digital um, money or digital wallet kind of economy. But I just don't think we're right, we're positioned right now to embark on such journey, especially with the way the Nigerian economy is where we have to basically borrow money to, to do everything in the country. So, it's just a waste of public yeah. funds. Yeah, I, I, that's what always been my problem with public of public office and the government. I mean, what are your priorities? Let's just jump in the gun here. What are your priorities? On one hand, you're fighting fintech. On the other hand, I do And also, the question, I, I was with some I was some guys, some finance fintech guys this week, and the question I asked was, what's the incentive for me to use the e-wallet or e-nera? What's the incentive? Like, what is the incentive? Because if you want somebody to put the money in there, what are the pros? What are the cons? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't a according, to, according to the information I saw transactions on the on the wallet are free. But then remember that these wallets will be actually working in partnership with Nigerian banks. So at some point, I think fees are gonna come in somehow at some point. You know, but from the CBN side, they're saying basically the use of this wallet is free. So no transaction fees or maintenance fee or anything like that. But I mean it's Nigeria. You know how our financial system works. So at some point it's probably maybe the bank or some somebody somewhere is just going to put some price in between so but for now they say it's going to be free well good luck to anyone who's trying to use the wallet uh, yeah i don't need it uh, i think we've talked with um we've covered that um hi guys if anyone has anything to say please indicate so we can bring you up if you have questions or you want to say something please indicate so we can bring you up uh, um, yeah i'm adding a new speaker to... from roku all right i don't know all right yeah, Roku, they are, they, are, they are an exchange. I think they are an exchange. I used them, them way back. Hello, can you hear us? Damn, here we go again. Can't hear anything. So, um, guys, um, let's just jump back to something we discussed in the group. NFTs, Africa, opportunities. I try to think like NFTs have, a, like my Africans can really, really play in this space. What do you guys think? Paul, you can go first. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I would say, for now, I think, I don't know in the process of setting up these things. They're, they're, they're a bit complex. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of from, uh, from maybe a rookie's point. They're a bit complex, setting up a metal wallet, going to OpenSea, dealing with gas fees. I mean, they, I, I'm looking forward to a more simplified um, simplified um, solution than to this. Like um, Green was saying earlier, I mean, why are exchanges not setting this up? Because I just want to go to my, if, I, if, I, if I'm stepping into a, a store, uh, like ShopRite. I just want to go buy myself, pay a detail, and leave. I don't have to, I don't, I don't want a situation where I have to now go get a wallet. I have to go do this. I have to go do that. It just makes the whole experience um, too complex. So, I'm, I'm, I personally, I'm looking forward. I think this is what is making a lot of creatives, um, um, I don't know, to, it, it makes a lot of creatives um, just look at it, uh, you know, in a not so positive way. Because you don't have to look at gases. I was trying to set up one for a friend. OpenSea is a badass um, designer and he deals with blend, blender, they call it. And when we look at the gas fees to put up like 12 is work, they were around almost $300. And I mean, look at somebody who is just trying to sell and that amount he has to pay first to be able to like put his work up. It just makes the whole experience somehow. But yeah, there's money to be made for creative. There's a whole lot to be made. Well, let's see how it goes. Well, I mean, I, I feel like... Um... Um, a lot of African arts from the past, I, I, I do not mean contemporary arts because I think contemporary arts these days are very are very similar, you know, across the world. So maybe if there are like artists, like there are kind of aged artists locally, like really on the ground that hasn't really really coming to the social media age so i'm talking about probably artists in the villages or something like that who make some unique set of african art i think those for me will be more unique than just making the type of contemporary arts we see these days when you go to galleries or things like that it's yeah. it's yeah. i mean for me within the african space i just think what we need is something different from what you would naturally see on social media or because I think someone floated the idea of Benin, bronze, and all of that, you know, and all of those kind of art. If one can actually get them as NFTs from maybe some of those who still make those kind of art, just something very African and cultural with a lot of history yeah. behind it and all of that, I think it could pop. You know, you can you just make a, a series, yeah, yeah. like use coding, so it becomes generative art. So you basically generate one and one generates different other maybe 1,000 or 100 others with different color gradients and all of that. Yeah. I think those would pop harder than a lot of just these contemporary arts. I mean, I'm not an art expert. So because we're in the NFT space doesn't make one an art expert. So I'm not really the person to speak on, on this. And also, art is pretty subjective. So what I might not consider really fancy, someone else might consider it like, oh shit, that's real deal, you know? So... It's pretty subjective. Yeah, I, I, I have some experience because I'm part of a, a gallery. Yeah, so um, we've been looking at some, trying to trying to put some of the, because we have a good collection of the Benny Brown and very old. But but the thing we keep asking is, how do you do it? Is it a video hit? Is it, because we have the physical attack, yeah? So the, we, we have been going, having a back and forth with um, um, photographers and some, some tech guys. We're trying to figure out what will be the form. Is it, 
when somebody buys the coded generated art, are they going to still buy the, the, the real artwork, you know? Because, I mean, if, um, one of the foremost, one of the masters, yeah, of um, Nigerian art, Yusuf Grillo, rest his soul, he, he died recently. For over 15 years, nobody was seeing any of his works. They were not in exhibition. I mean, if, if you call him or if you leverage on your um, relationship with him, the highest you give is um, one. So, his, his works are very rare. Very, very rare. Uh, but now, the the question is, how do you translate that to NFTs? Are they, if, if the person is buying, are they buying both the physical art and the, the computer generated? There's a whole lot of um, um, questions that have to be answered around that. I don't know if I'm making sense. Was I talking to myself? I don't know. If I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I, I did a bit of reading and um, I think the digital, in some cases or in most cases, or I think the ideal um, way it should be is the digital is tied to the original. Okay. You get. Yeah. Because the digital goes farther. You know, I mean, it's the, you, you, the, the original piece was done in Africa, but based on the digital, you can sell it to someone in, in Japan, in Asia, yeah. in North America, basically. So NFTs is also like a medium to reach farther, you get. It's digital. So, uh, but it's still going to be tied to the original. Because I know this discussion came... Uh, it had to do with arts, yeah. So it's going to be tied to the original and uh, the whole ownership agreement is tied to the original. So if I buy the digital copy, it still gives me ownership rights of, on the original, you get. So um, I need to find that link because I read it on Twitter, I think yesterday. Because, uh, okay, now I remember. So I think the, 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 the conclusion was either you keep the digital and after a period of time, the original is destroyed or you can get the original after yeah. a while. Oh, okay. I think I think that was what yeah. I, I think that was what I came okay. across. That makes sense. Yeah, something like the that. The one that has original copies, you can actually get mailed the copy. So I think I've seen someone who received like a physical copy of an NFT they had bought on chain. So during the week, I can't remember where I saw it, but it's definitely on crypto Twitter. So the person received a physical copy of the NFT he had bought online. So even though it lives on the on, on chain forever, on the blockchain forever, but he still has a copy, a physical copy to himself. So probably if he's going to sell that NFT in the future, it might probably be fractionalized because now, yeah. one part is physical with you, then the other part is living on the blockchain. So at some point, I don't know if the person wants to resell it. Either he sells both physical and the on-chain, or he only sells the on-chain one, which means which means it becomes fractionalized. Um, is Oloi here with us? I think he's back, but can he hear us? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are they, the VPN keep me off my own spaces though. Why are you really dealing with us? I'm actually here to kind of like chase everybody away. Like everybody should go and sleep. No, we're actually talking about NFTs and uh, the opportunities it has for Nigerians, Africans. And I believe this is something you would have a lot to say, speak of really. Um, I'm just going to take black and white pictures of everything. I'm going to put them on OpenSea and see who will buy them for. <laughs> <laughs> I think black no, 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 it's, crazy. it's crazy. What we are seeing is crazy. it's not making any sense. You know, it's not making any sense. I saw the one you posted in the group today, and I was like, "What?" 
Six Dude, Ethereum. That guy sold that thing for how many? I uh, know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I mean, someone like a guy. There was this what? picture of a guy just oh, kind of like bent over, and I think that thing sold for like five oh, Ethereum or something. There is even there's actually um invisible <laughs> NFTs no, no, no. now. Like like you just playing space. Like you just imagine the art. I mean, it's already it, <laughs> it basically <laughs> exists in the physical <laughs> world, anyways. Guys, guys, let me tell you what blows my mind. People are selling land, land in Axie <laughs> for one million dollars, guys. <laughs> land, but, but that's that, that's the thing with metaverse. Metaverse, metaverse is mad. But metaverse is basically an immersion of the physical dollars. world. What? What's your money? Maybe somebody will buy like, my. So, let, let me play this scenario. <laughs> Who in the, oh, we all played um, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's San Andreas. So somebody will just have this space, this place, maybe like the club, yeah? And it says it's up for sale. For you to access it, you are playing the game. For you to access that place, you have to buy it for $1 million. This is what is happening now. Kids are selling land, virtual land, for $1 million. Guys, where are we going to? You know, I was saying it the other day. I registered on the central land, and I actually, think, I actually think Mana is going to be bigger than the whole the arts aspect of you know NFTs because I it's going to be you. crazy. Because because now some of those platforms are going to evolve to the point where some of those lands, let's say your own portion of land, could be somewhere. Um, let's say some musicians in the future might host a virtual concert. It's going to be that crazy. This is going to happen. See, Emeka, I think <laughs> these things are going to happen. I think the problem with with people understanding metaverse is this that we cannot adequately adequately um paint a picture of what it will look like because it's still something that's developing like when satoshi nakamoto uh started bitcoin nobody knew that DeFi was going to come but DeFi in itself is an extension of that vision and with DeFi, yeah. okay we're talking about okay yeah, last night uh vitalik one of the founders of ethereum was asked which part of ethereum has surprised him the most he said it's nfts the fact that nfts can be hosted on on it on ethereum you know can be minted on the ethereum blockchain was something he didn't see coming most of the, the he started by ethereum was more about maybe the DeFi sector having ens and all of that yeah. but the moment he saw what ethereum could actually do by facilitating nfts he saw, he saw that okay this thing can actually be extended so my point here is metaverse are basically a combination and an immersion of physical world to the virtual world just like how we see virtual reality and all those vr and all those things so that's basically what metaverse is trying to do like how we can bridge the real world into this virtual world that we are creating and nobody basically knows how it's going to be but it's just that as much as we have new developers new computer science geeks and all of that coming into the space people will, this will definitely start to to grow look at maybe two years ago if you talked about the idea of stable coin people will look at you like what are you saying even at the yeah. early stage of bitcoin trading when bitmax was like the exchange where you have to trade bitcoin there was nothing like stable coin if you're trading ethereum yeah. you have to trade ethereum against bitcoin yeah. so it's basically yeah. ETH, BTC. You're trading any other coin, it's just that BTC versus that coin. There was nothing like stable coins until that development came. So when people talk about the metaverse, nobody actually knows to what extent it's going to function. Um, we're only theoretizing, we're just theoritizing, theorizing what we think is going to look like in the future. But with time, it's going to continue to just flesh out itself. But I'm definitely bullish on, on having virtual lands like 
what do you have to lose? Like Paul, like Trump would say, like what do you have to lose? Um, I I think one of the one of the most bullish guys on Metaverse, one of the guys that are most bullish on Metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg. That's that's mm. where his focus is now. Mark Zuckerberg is focused on the Metaverse. He's, I mean, uh, his borderline obsession. He is most of the companies, yeah, most of yeah. Facebook, yeah, most of Facebook uh, acquisitions have been facing towards the VR, virtual reality, and all that. I mean, conducting interviews on um um true um virtual reality. I mean, he's very bullish and he, that guy is really putting money on that so um what i would say is be early you know just be early people who are early nfts are making a killing don't understand trends and just be ahead of it i mean that goes back to to i think the two things i always say like in crypto two ways to make money in crypto get into a project early the risk are very low or two you bet big on your high on your big convictions like if you think solana is going to hundred dollars at 26 dollars when i I tweeted out that I'm buying Solana. Buy a lot of it. And at $26, I bought like 100 Solana, which was like, how much was that? $2,600. This was in May. $2,600 for 100. Today, Solana, that $2,600 worth of Solana is over, I think, $14K right now. So that's basically the thing of betting big. But if you got into Solana early last year at 50 cents, that $2,600 worth of Solana at last year is probably close to a mi- half a million dollar right now. So yeah. that's a thing you either get in early or once you found the project and you believe in it you have have you have high convictions mm-hmm. bet big on it but that comes with higher risk because if your thesis doesn't work as you have planned it you lose money but if it works well for you you make good money so i think those are just the two things yeah i agree i agree well man i think it's time to call it oh. a night man i got shit to run tomorrow I'll, um, I, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I think I'll be doing this now on every edition, just um, for those who care. Go read up on IoT. I'll just read up on it. Uh, I mean, I'd like to hear what. What do they about. do? What do they do? What's it about? Oh, it's a decentralized network of users. It's a utility token that powers IoT. The platform connects internal, Internet of Things devices, such like cameras or sensors, with decentralized apps. Interesting. You understand? Yeah, hmm. that's what that's what they do. And okay, it's early. Yeah, so real money. Let's talk about it on the next time we meet. You know something. You know something I I thought about recently was I remember you and I last month. I think two three weeks ago we were talking about how we we're bullish on veracity. And I think that's yeah. actually been one of our biggest calls, you know, because Bro, that shit is just pumping. You know, it just went up like three hundred percent after we talked about it. Yeah, yes, that should be just pumping. Um, so IUTX, let's talk about it the next time we oh we have this conversation. And well, for me, I mean, the only alpha I really have to drop, I, I've said it a few times on the Thailand. People, people do not realize the the immense um, opportunity that that, ex, that really. Ex- existing in zero knowledge proof protocols okay so which is also one of the things i was actually very surprised that vitalik was talking about it yesterday you know he was mentioning zk snacks zk snacks zk snacks like multiple times in his tweet so and that in itself actually added to my conviction on where i, I even talked to you paul i talked to you in the, in yeah, the yeah, dms yeah. like two months ago about zero yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. proof because you know once yeah, i get a new idea you are the first person i'm shooting that like i'm looking at this i think this is going to be big 
the the thing is this i do not think zero knowledge proof protocols are going to pump right now like even in the next three months i think within the next two years we're going to see it become a big idea i've actually yeah. started to notice those guys in three arrows capital like suzu and kyle davis they're starting to you know kind of lay the groundwork for zero knowledge proof because at the end of the day when regulation comes and it starts to stifle development in crypto everybody wants to do things with a lot more privacy privacy yeah. is going to be an issue and that's what zero knowledge proof protocols pr uh, provide either on the social media yeah. level or maybe you want to move money a lot of a lot of people who launder money use zero knowledge proof protocols so that's why the idea that people use bitcoin to launder money just always sound absurd to me very ridiculous. a 10 year old kid can basically see a bitcoin transaction on chain and can tell can see public money laundry can basically see it but with a zero knowledge proof protocol you can't see nada you cannot see anything so monero z cash uh tornado cash haven protocol xhv they are all built using zero knowledge proof but the thing here is that you're not using zero knowledge proof just to launder money it can do a lot more things like in elections you can use zero knowledge proofs in elections you can use yeah. zkpf for social I'm media proof. you can use zkpf mm -hmm. for kyc so many things you can use it for but people just have never heard of this sector people don't even think about it it's so because it's just too early and people just can't grasp the idea of of this whole thing and the yeah, fact that i know, saw vitalik talk about it yesterday i just felt more emboldened yeah, in my there's thesis a lot of work going, yeah it, it means there's a lot of work going on there and this is what you always say that um it is always good to be early and this is this anybody who is betting into, into this now and can whether i can be able to wait for a year or two they will be early if you're getting in now you are very very early it's just like waiting for the gate to be open you're standing at the, at the forefront or at the front of the gate waiting for it to be open i i, I think the next couple of months i'll be researching on them and um, i'm trying to see my yes sir yeah did i hear groovy say that he's bullish on buying land online yeah yeah i said that metaverse that sounds that sounds that sounds like buying uh uh, uh an airport from a nigerian <laughs> No, hang on, hang on. People are buying people are buying NFTs that don't make sense to you. Those guys are right? probably laundering money or something. They are washing money. No, wait, 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 wait. You are playing a game like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You are playing with millions of people. You are playing maybe thousands of people. I don't know. You're playing with millions of people. The game is there and they say this place is locked. For you to pass through here or for you to complete this mission, you have to um unlock it. And it's someone's own, someone owns it. And the person says, For you to complete your mission, yeah, you have to complete your mission, but you have to pay me XYZ amount. Is that is so what mission are you doing? What what mission is the NFT going to do? I think no, no, I think no. Paul explained later, uh, earlier that with virtual reality or this virtual land we're talking about, a lot of things can be had. You can have virtual concerts. What gives someone the permission to send me some sell me something online? What did he buy the land from? Did he acquire it from Wait. someone? If he acquired from someone, why can't just I just go and claim the land for myself and say it is not mine? I'm selling to other people. Wait, although here's how it works. Remember. <laughs> 
remember when Binance NFT Marketplace launched in June, Binance had a virtual concert where if you attended, if you click going to the event, you can basically attend and be immersed in the in the virtual concert. So the same idea is being built using, like for example, if it's on Ethereum, using Ethereum virtual machine, you can build protocols just like Axis. Okay, just like Axis, which you are very, very obsessed about because you're obsessed about Axis. So just the same way where you have people no, who are have playing and reading Axis. You said what? Oh, this lands, this lands <laughs> I saw today were lands in Axis. I'm not talking by a random from anyone. I can go and claim one and say it is not mine. Me, this lands I'm talking about, I saw one for a million dollars. It is an Axis. This lands I'm talking about. So, I mean, the obsession with this game, I don't know. Even the Chinese... The funny thing here is this. A few weeks ago, you were you were crazy about gamers. That, oh, what yeah. they did with AXS and all of that. And now you're trying yeah. to dispute the same people. And if you know that that is that is different from gaming. Gaming that is what it goes back to like real life uh impact. If you gaming online and you're getting paid in real life cash or something you can dump to real life cash, I get it. You understand. What my point is, it was like when this guy said he bought uh bought a galaxy or something, one of these rappers. I'm asking who did he buy it from and what gives that person the right to sell it to him? Who did that person buy it from? You understand, you just don't pick up things from like nowhere and say you're selling it. If you can just pick them up from nowhere, then anyone else can pick them up from nowhere and sell the same thing. So why should I buy from you? That that's I can just free my own galaxy. For example, you buy mana, right? Which is the central land token, native token. When you buy the native token, it gives you access to go on the protocol itself and buy a certain land and claim that land. But you need to have mana to be able to buy that land and claim it. It's just like how you have your own wallet with your own keys and everything that gives you rights to it and anything you store on it, it's on it. It's just, that's basically how it works. So now oh. it's left oh. for, for the, the developing team of mana to actually now develop that land and everything else. Like for example, they can have virtual co uh, concerts within that system. And since you already have a land there, the concert can maybe be had on your own land and you can rent that land depending on the size out to maybe artists. So it's not like we are living this physical world. It's more like immersing um, computer and every other thing into our everyday life and how people are obsessed with technology. And also a lot of these things also go with how things create network effect or social effect that if a lot of gamers start to do it and we are able to build social capital out of it or some state social state status out of it then everybody will get crazy about it and be like oh i have this virtual land and all of that so that's basically Olay. the idea not me. To be honest, you, you, you know what you do for me. Watch Ready Player One. It's a movie. Just watch it. Okay. So, so, okay. So I, think, I, think, I think we've kind of uh, taken a lot of time. The the idea was to like start closing this thing by 11.30. Well, that is uh, 35 minutes on it already. Yeah, so I'll, I think there's no way we can here and start, and start arguing about buying. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just never going to buy a lot of It just makes no fucking sense. Don't say never. That's, that's too 
absolutely. Don't say never, please. You will rent. You will rent land. My struggle. Never, never. Never going to buy land of mine. Struggle with Chuku. I think next week, and he's a listener. Next week, he will bring him up for you. I think he has extensive knowledge on this, and the next time I have this, he will come and explain because a lot of these are actually investing in this. A lot of them. I know of Mark Zuckerberg. He's very bullish on land. It's gonna be huge very soon. It's gonna be huge. Huge very soon. Mark is very bullish and um, hopefully Frank Pranosi um will come up next week and he just give us an idea of uh, this whole metaverse buying lands and all that. Well, I guess it's time to to call it a night. Like for anyone who's just joining us, uh, these sessions are recorded, so you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, basically all streaming services. So it should be available by by Saturday. Yeah, should be available by Saturday morning on all platforms. So if you missed it, you can go play back. So well, I think that's all from me, Paul Emeka. What do you guys have to say? Last words before we call it a night. Yeah, please don't forget to research IOTX. Just research, do your research. We'll talk about it next week. Um, that's all for me tonight. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Last year. Well, for me, risk management, guys. I don't know. I just see, I, I foresee some volatility coming up. So protect your capital is very important. Okay. Well, for anyone else who doesn't know, we write a weekly newsletter about fundamental trends, technical trends, market thesis, and everything. So the things we basically talk about here, we are things we've written about. So we just get to flesh them out in words to put context into them. So you can read new uh, editions every Wednesdays. It's called Economics Newsletter. So you can subscribe and you have it in your mailbox every Wednesday so you can get our thoughts on on market structure and everything around crypto. So that'll be all for now. Thank you very much for joining and everybody have a good night. Ciao.